Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law. Now, today we have the fabulous Grace Yee, our resident trademark specialist, here with me to talk about the ins and outs of the trademark process. And in particular, today we want to answer the questions that we most often asked by first-time trademark applicants. So we thought we'd put together a podcast episode where we run through the trademark process and answer all of the commonly asked questions. So let's jump right in. listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Welcome back, Grace. Thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having me, Joe. Great. Okay. Well, look, let's get stuck right into it, Grace. What mm. are the main questions that you get from our clients or prospects when they're first considering registering a trademark? What are the things that are on their mind? What can we answer today to fill in some of these gaps? Yeah. Most of the time we have clients coming and they might have heard from a friend or from an accountant or from a website developer or someone has suggested to them, look, you're about to enter the marketplace. Have you thought about getting your trademark registered? And that's the first time someone's ever mentioned something to them. So they'll come to us and they'll have this question of what is a trademark? Why should I bother to get it protected? What am I actually getting once I've protected it? And then what can I expect if I go through this process, what are we looking at? So let's let's kick off then with what a trademark is. I think that why not? Let's start right at the very beginning. What is a trademark? And it seems maybe sometimes obvious because lots of people talk about the concept of trademarks out in the marketplace. But I think it's good to start back here because quite often it's the subject of what exactly is a trademark that is something that people haven't even stopped to ponder before. So let's start off with what a trademark is right yes. at base. What's a trademark, Grace? Uh, and, and this is something we could spend a whole hour or two That's talking true. about. That's but true. That's true. really <laughs> concise and, and simplify it. Essentially, a trademark is a sign that sets you apart and distinguishes you from all the other traders out there. So lots of different things can function as a trademark. But the vast majority of our clients that come to us are looking to protect the words contained in their brand or perhaps a logo or even a combination of the two. Yeah. So to give some context to that, I guess let's use some uh, trademarks that are readily identifiable by most people out there. I guess let, let's take it to uh, Nike. Nike. Okay, let's go Nike. Exactly. Yep. All right. Yep. So what's the word mark component mm. of Nike then, Grace? It'd be the word Nike. Nike. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So it's the word on its own. And yeah. then the logo is? That swoosh image perhaps together with the word Nike. So that would be a combination mark. And then the swoosh on its own would be an image. And then... The tagline, just do it, 
is a phrase. Yeah. Okay. And each of these elements that we're talking about can indeed by, be protected by trademark registration. And I guess, you, you know, we may as well just throw out there, let's, I, we don't want to over overly complicate this area, but there are two types of trademarks. You can have an unregistered trademark, which is called a common law trademark, or a registered trademark. And, and Grace, why would we go for a registered trademark rather than a common law unregistered trademark? So if you if a person goes through this process of getting a registered trademark, they get two really crucial benefits. One is that if you are in a situation where somebody else says, you're infringing on my brand, having it registered protects you in that sort of situation. So it's a, it's a defense, it's a protection, it's a shield in a dispute situation. A defense to infringement. That's, that's effectively, you know, I guess what we call it back here in the, <laughs> you know, in, in the legal office we work in. But, you, you know, that's a really important thing if you, you know, because I guess, Grace, we should color this with a little bit of, I guess, a, demonstration and some of the examples we see in this area because we see trademark issues come across our desk on a daily basis, you know, and we've seen some terribly sad examples of businesses that have been around for decades who then find out that there's been competitors using similar marks predating them, you know, and if they don't have a trademark, then you know, not only can they be, uh, I guess, at risk of a trademark infringement action, dating back all of that period of use, but they also have this, you know, this real risk that they might be forced into the position where they have to change their branding after all of this period of time when it can just so simply be dealt with by having a trademark registration, which then becomes a defense itself to infringement, even if someone else had that mark first, essentially, unless the mark's removed to you by someone applying to, you know, the courts. But that would cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars. So so from a practical perspective, you know, having this trademark registration is a protection against an infringement allegation into the future. Absolutely. And, and, and it feels like we talk about this issue over and over whenever we um, talk about trademarks, but it's so important. And so we just keep... Um, talking about it whenever we have this opportunity. Your trademark registration is that important in protecting you. Absolutely. And I just I feel like it's so important to emphasise because we know how easy it mm. is, you know, to get a trademark registration, particularly if you hit it at the right point. But we also understand how important it can be because we've seen instances where it hasn't been done. You know, in a trademark registration process, doing it the right way, and we'll talk about that in a moment, isn't a particularly expensive process. But, but you know, getting it done right it can just be worth its weight in gold in the future when issues occur. So, okay, so this was the first area you were talking about, Grace. You said there's two elements. The first yes. element is the protection it affords you in relation to uh, an infringement action later on down the track. And what's the second area? Yeah, so it also gives you the best armour um, or sword, as 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 I call it, um, if you're in a situation where you want to go into battle, as we say, against somebody else who is actually copying your brand, and and it's the best ability you have of of stopping someone if they're using a mark that's too similar and too close to yours. So you want 
to have that armour if you are in a situation where you want to stop confusion in the marketplace. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point. You, you know, this this issue crops up time and time again because we do a lot of work in in, in trademark enforcement matters, but quite often what happens to, to us, particularly if a new client has come in that we haven't dealt with before and so we haven't been able to get the proper armour in place for them in terms of trademark protections and they a usual issue is they'll come to us and they'll say, I've got an issue. Someone else in the marketplace is using a mark like mine in relation mm-hmm. to a similar goods or services. I want to stop them. We say, great, but don't do anything until we've re- gotten your mark registered because if you act before you have your mark registered, then you're exposing yourself to them getting in first because there's really a, a time frame issue here. And, and that's something that many organisations just don't, understand how important timing is in the whole trademark registration process. That's right. It's a live register. (laughs) Yeah. in real time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I sort of refer to it as having your ticket in the deli queue, but, you know, you need that first ticket, right? I mean, of course, there's a whole heap of things like opposition periods and, and whatever that make it slightly more complicated than a deli. We're not suggesting your trademark is like going to the deli, but in some <laughs> ways <laughs> I think it's a good analogy, right? Okay, yeah. all right, so we've talked about what a trademark is and we've talked about why you need it. And uh, trademarks, we've, I guess we've honed in on two, uh, what we feel are in daily practice, the most common and in many ways, the most important issues. But there's lots of other things trademarks give us as well. They give us an ability to commercialize. If you're thinking about licensing or franchising into the future, you know, you really need this trademark protection, you know, and there's many other opportunities that having a trademark registration will give you, not least of which, I guess, Grace, we should probably mention having a trademark registration on the trademarks database also then helps to block other people from getting similar trademark registrations in the first place. And so you don't have to do anything once you've got your trademark registration on. Your mark can just sit there forevermore blocking other similar registrations, can't it? That's right. Yep. So that, that's exactly right. Although um, it, it will stop people if they go through that process of applying, but it by no means you actually need to make sure you are on top of it and, and, and enforce your rights as well. That's exactly right, yeah. So it's about getting the registration and then enforcing. But, you know, people out here shouldn't feel like, you know, they have to spend money in enforcement proceedings because I think that's sometimes a myth that we've seen before. People say, well, if I get a trademark registration, mm-hmm. I have to be prepared to sue people um, in relation to my trademark registration. But look, we deal, as I've said before, with many of these enforcement matters and very few of them ever need reach the courts. You know, we get a lot of good response from just proactively communicating with infringers and making it clear what our rights are, our clients' rights are, on the basis of the trademark registration they hold. Yes, it's a great deterrent. (laughs) Absolutely it is. Let's take a short break. When we get back, Grace and I will walk through the five stages in a trademark application process and drill into some of the important considerations under each phase. And that's next. I'm Joanna Oki and you are listening to Talking Law, a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. 
team at Aspect Legal specialises in providing trademark registrations and general advice on brand protection and commercialisation for companies and individuals based anywhere in the world. So if you work in creating brands or logos for businesses, or if indeed you're a business needing assistance in protecting your brand, we offer a free 15-minute consultation with one of our lawyers to discuss how we can help you or your client. We also provide free trademark packs if you want to get a bit of an understanding of the process and the timelines. And of course, we do more than just trademark registrations. We work with our clients on a range of issues to assist them in making their trademarks work for them. So if you want to find out more, pop us an email at trademarks at aspectlegal.com or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a free consultation with one of our specialist lawyers. Welcome back. Earlier, we defined what a trademark is. We also talked about the two types of trademarks and the protection you get from getting your trademark registered. Now, let's jump back to our conversation with Grace and ask her to walk us through the five stages in the trademark application process. Let's talk about the process then, Grace. Let's um, let's talk about the time frame and some of the considerations that are involved. Because as we said earlier, trademark registration it conceptually is a simple process. But when we say simple, we mean it's simple to come up with the idea that you need to register and protect your trademark. And it's a simple thing to do, but it's not so simple to execute. There's actually a lot of considerations. And of course, we help our clients go through this process. But we just thought in this podcast episode, it'd be good for us to communicate what the process is and what some of those considerations or decisions are throughout the process that will help you resolve and uh, decide on. But Grace, take it away. What's the process? Yeah. Okay, so just to give um, an overview of what to expect, the, the trademark application process from beginning um, right up to the registration stage, it takes a minimum of seven and a half months, which quite often when I'm talking to clients, they are quite surprised about. So just bear in mind, it's not like your business name registration or your company setup where things happen quite instantaneously. The trademark application process is a is a complex legal process. So things will happen quite quickly at the beginning, but the registration won't be finished for a minimum of seven and a half months. And I think this is a really important point for people to consider, particularly when they're dealing with a new brand that mm-hmm. might have risk associated with it. Because as we said before, you get a lot of protection. So you get a defence to trademark infringement from the registration of a mark. But if you apply for the mark and it's not fully registered, so you haven't gotten to the end of that seven and a half month proce- process and gotten the registration, you don't get the protection. So if you're dealing with a mark where there might be a bit of a shadow over whether or not there's an infringement issue, then this seven and a half month time period is actually really important because you may not want to go public with the mark Mm -hmm. if you think that there's a risk uh, of an infringement action until you have that trademark certificate in your hot hands. Mm, That's right. So we talk 
in a lot of detail with our clients about what, what is called the filing strategy um, at the first stage of a trademark application. So the very first step before we even prepare the application is what we call the search stage. And the main things we cover off during the search stage are a trademark search. So we have a look at the trademarks registered to see what is already on there that might be an issue for your application. And we also look quite carefully at, at the most appropriate filing strategy for you. And I think, I think it's important to circle back and talk about this search element. It's really important that you're not applying for a trademark where someone else has a better right because uh, if you don't think you've got a good argument for holding this trademark registration because once you have fully applied for a mark, your mm. application becomes public. Yes. So suddenly you may be under the view mm -hmm. of people who haven't noticed before. So this search phase is critical to make sure you're not accidentally making application for a, a mark that you're not going to be able to get, A, and B, that then brings you under the attention yes. of, uh, you know, potential infringement actions. So this search is critical, I think. And, yes. and one of the issues we've seen is when people think maybe they can work out searches without using specialists. So whether or not they use people who don't completely understand what they're doing or give a go themselves. The problem is searching can have many layers, you know, like we, we quite often, Grace, I guess we'll, we'll see, you know, related types of applications that might come up in general searching. And images that might come up where, you know, that are related to a word mark. And all of this requires, I guess, a particular understanding. So just be really careful in this process to make sure it's done right. I guess that's the, that's the uh, advice. Yes. And imagine all the people out there who go, who don't ever do a search at all. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's scary, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Then after the search phase, after we've been able to search a database, work out who's there, work out what um, is the best filing strategy, so what gives us the best ability to get a mark through and get the best protection for the mark, because I think that's another thing to consider here. No one wants a trademark just to hold a certificate, trademark certificate. We all want a trademark for a purpose at the end of the day, and it's about getting the right filing strategy and making the right decisions along the way in relation to, you know, the classes that you'll choose, the way the the trademark is drafted in its specifications, um, you know, even sometimes who the entity is, whether or not we're protecting a word mark or a logo. There's lots of these elements that need to be well considered both in terms of what's on the trademarks database initially and what will be the most impact and effect for you moving forward into the future. Yeah. So what's the next, I guess, yep. in our trademark process? Yeah. So once we've worked out the filing strategy, we will prepare the application. And, a, and an important thing we do at this point is, is um, a, as you mentioned, draft the specifications. Um, and trademark applications are done on a class-by-class -class basis. So essentially a class is a category or a grouping of goods or services that are provided under the mark. And there are 45 different classes um, that are available and we'll work with you to work out um, which 
class is the most relevant or appropriate for you as part of that filing strategy. And the specifications that we um, put together are actually quite important because they define the scope of protection that you get under the mark. And, you know, I guess this is one of the the, the, the issues that can come up when someone takes a do-it-yourself approach. Or uses people who, who don't fully understand what they're doing. I guess this is another issue we've seen out there. That's right. It's, it's, very, it's, it's important to consider this properly because when this, this gets tested is when the rubber hits the road and you're in a dispute situation and by then it's probably too late to fix any issues. So, And I, I guess the reason we're saying this is because we see many instances of, you know, people coming to us and saying, you know, want to take action against an infringer and we look at the protection that they've had it put in place by someone else and we realise that there's gaps everywhere and that we we actually need to go back to the drawing board and fix their protection first before we can take any action. And, and you know, the, the sad thing for these people is they, they think because they've got this trademark certificate that they've got the protection that they're after, but it's not always the case. And then it just ends up costing more to have Absolutely. to do it again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we would um, lodge the application. The application needs to then be examined by the trademarks office. So it needs to pass some important legal tests with the trademarks examiner. Should we talk? Should we talk about what those tests might be, Joe? Why not? Yeah, let's. And, and I guess what, what we might do here is we'll also record another podcast and we'll, we'll point back to some of our other podcast episodes in the past as well. We've really drilled into some of these areas. But hit it, Grace. How about we, we go through the basic areas that yeah. the yeah. examiners will look at? Mm. So the main things we need to pass before an examiner is we need the mark to be sufficiently distinctive. So I'm sure we've done podcasts on this, Joe, but essentially the trademark needs to not be descriptive of the goods or services that are being provided under the mark. Um, so that's an important one. And we'll flag with you during the search stage if we think that this is an issue. And, of course, we will always put on the best mark that we think that we can get a registration for you on. And also, and, and you know, we then have to weigh that against, as um, I said before, you know, we have to we have to make sure we get our clients marks that are useful for them into the future. So this is part of our consideration. It's balancing the way that we get a trademark registration for clients against the usefulness of that trademark registration into the future. Yeah. So that's that's one of the one of the main considerations for an examiner. The second one would be the trademarks examiner will actually look at what's on the register and consider if if the application is actually too close to what's already on the register. So that's essentially why we're doing the search. We want to pick up on what we think an examiner might raise as potentially a problem and cover that off with you before we've even put the application on. So assuming then that you've passed all these tests before the examiner and the examiner gives you a green light, then the next important stage for an application is that the acceptance of the trademark application by the trademarks office needs to be advertised in the official trademarks journal. And we call this period the opposition period. And the reason why it's called the opposition period is because for a period of two months, while it's advertised in the official trademarks journal, anyone who thinks they have a better right to your trademark actually has the opportunity to oppose. 
And only about 5% of applications are ever opposed, but it's a very crucial step that your application needs to pass through. And usually, usually the search process that we conduct at the beginning of the trademark registration process will reveal if there's likely to be oppositions. But there have been the odd case or two over the years where an opposition will pop in from somewhere that ends up being a surprise. Although I must say in our decades of trademark registration, it's incredibly rare. So I think those statistics of only about 5% of trademarks are opposed. I mean, in our experience, experience, it's probably less than 1% will of trademark applications will end up in an opposition that was uh, unforecasted at the beginning of the process with it. So it's it's highly unlikely mm. if it hasn't been p- picked up in the search phase, but it can happen. That's right. Yeah. So assuming then that the that the application passes the opposition period smoothly. A few weeks after that two-month period has finished, your trademark will be registered and the trademarks office will issue a certificate. And then at that point, you can start using certain symbols that are reserved for trademark registered owners. Uh, That's a really good point too, because we often get asked about this use of the TM and the R symbol. So I guess we may as well very quickly delve into that. When do we use the TM and when do we use the R, Grace? So the TM symbol is actually a a symbol that any trader can use at any point in time. It just is a way of asserting that this is a trademark, that you consider this to be a trademark. Um, It's the R symbol that by law is reserved um, for use by Um, people who have a registered trademark. So we always tell our clients you can't, you'll have to wait until we send you the certificate before you can start using that R in a circle symbol. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, look, I think that probably covers the main elements. I guess the one thing we should add is that once the registration is in place, then your registration protection dates back to the day of your application. So that's good. Your protection goes back to that date and you then have protection for an initial period of 10 years and you have the ongoing right to renew that each 10 years by the payment of a nominal fee, which at the moment is, how much is that at the moment, Grace? It's $400 per class and I don't think it's it's only gone up once in the last 10 years. So yeah, very rarely moves. <laughs> One thing I might mention here is that bear in mind that from the date of filing, because of treat, international treaties that Australia is a member of, you have a six-month window within which to file in an overseas country that is also a member of this treaty, um, and you can get protection back from the filing date within Australia. So just bear in bear that in the back of your mind if you're a business with an international scope and international trademarks are on the agenda at all. Mm, Because here we're talking about filing for registration of trademark protection in a single jurisdiction. So we've been talking about the process in Australia. The process in Australia is quite similar to the process in many uh, countries that we deal with in terms of trademark registrations. And generally, we'd say to clients, let's start with your main jurisdiction first. And and for most of our clients who are based in Australia, Australia will be the first jurisdiction. And then within that six-month window, we will then assess um, the strategy in relation to other jurisdictions or countries that might be applicable for that particular client. But we've got that nice little window of around about six months from the date of application here in your first jurisdiction which is Australia. 
easier if, if you're starting here. And so we've got this trademark process in a neat little download. So if you're interested in the download, then click through to the show notes in this podcast and we'll have a link to the trademark process overview and we run through these steps one through to five. So you can see it in a bit of a diagrammatical format if a diagram is more your thing than um, than just the one, two, three, four, five we've been talking about. And of course, if you're interested in talking to us about the trademark process as a whole, then head over to our website at www.aspectlegal.com.au and there you'll be able to book a free discussion with Grace or any of our other trademark specialists at Aspect Legal where you can discuss the mark that you're thinking of protecting and the way that protection might work for you. And that first discussion is free. So you can book that via our website if you'd like to have a discussion about your mark and about whether or not your mark can be protected or indeed if you've got a protection in place already, whether or not that protection is sufficient for your requirements now and moving forward. And I guess I'd just like to really recap very quickly here, Grace, the main areas we're talking about. So we can just shoot forward here the, the most important areas that we think uh, are there to communicate to our listeners today. And and the first one for me that I want to add in is the importance of timing. Timing is everything with trademarks. And we've seen clients like literally throw away tens of thousands of dollars that they didn't need to just because they didn't get in early enough. So that's the one takeaway I wanted to leave everyone with. How about you, Grace? What's your takeaway? I guess say similar vein um, and I and, and I guess just do it now, do it as early as possible and you'll realise that getting a trademark protected is is relatively not expensive at all and it's it's so important to do it early. I call it one of the cheapest business insur- business insurances you can get because mm. like it's quite a low price like you know both registration fees together with um your legal fees are, are actually you know yes. quite low and then they you can uh, amortize them over a 10 year period so yeah. it's cheaper um, than insurance <laughs> it's so much cheaper yeah that's it All right. Look, I think we've given a great overview today. Grace, thank you so much for your insight, which as always is fabulous. Thank you, (laughs) Joe. Just as a quick recap, in this episode, we were talking about the ins and outs of the trademark process, what a trademark is, why you need it, what protection it will give you, and what the process is. If you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au. And as we mentioned before, there you can get a free download of the process and you'll also see an outline of the discussion that Grace and I have had today. Through that website, you'll also be able to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you'd like to discuss your trademark or any trademark issues you're having. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna and Grace on Talking Law, brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. See you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au. Thank you.